0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What would be the most surprising round one pick the Dallas Cowboys could make? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked. team every day.
1: On Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team, every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well.
0: We're, we're getting closer and closer. Uh, I can almost feel the uh, excitement. Uh, and, I you know, we're starting to grind down. I, I was up late last night watching Prospects. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to get delirious at this point sure. we're, we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So we, we thought we'd change it up a little bit today and kind of go over some guys that we
1: haven't really spoken a ton about. So I'm excited about this. Yeah. We're going to talk about some players that would be surprising round one picks for the Cowboys, but I want to start with this uh, Todd Archer today revealed that the Dallas Cowboys are bringing in Darnell Wright, the Tennessee right tackle as a 30 visit uh, just a couple weeks before the draft. Uh, he hasn't been somebody who has been mentioned before, but I got to be honest, it is a little bit surprising that the Cowboys number one would even bring him in thinking that he would be available. And number two, like where uh-huh. would he fit in on this offensive line? Well, <laughs>
0: you know, look, there's, there's a lot of seemingly unknown going on in the offensive line right now. Um, you know, you, you start with the, they have a new offensive line coach, we're not 100% sure exactly his preferences for some of this stuff. You know, Obviously, we've all heard the rumors about Terrence Steele potentially getting some looks at left guard. Uh, this obviously is related to that somehow. There have been many people that have suggested that Darnell Wright could play a year at left guard, maybe while you're trying to figure out the offensive line situation. You draft him, put him at left guard. You know, I, I, there are lots of folks out there that, that – uh I lo- that I really trust their opinions on that that seem confident on, on it. I've that it scares me a little bit. You know, I, I do feel like and we talked about it when we watched him. I I do feel like the guy can play guard. I mean we I, I now have watched snaps of him doing so uh I think his sophomore year or freshman year maybe.
1: Freshman year. Um,
0: yep. And and he did play on the left side a little bit. Uh and and, and my concern was that the left side tape I saw of him playing uh, was wasn't great, necessarily. No. Uh, I think it got better as the season went on and, and that and that may have been a situation where he was kind of, you know getting comfortable with what he was doing and as the season got on, he got more comfortable. But having said that, you know, is yeah. is would he have a similar sort of learning curve going from right tackle last season to left guard? I, I don't know. There's just I love the player, darn all right. I certainly would love him as a right tackle. I I feel like he could be a very, very good left guard, but there's just a lot of unknown there because I I just don't know how well he's going to transition from that position to left guard where you're going to ask him to play full-time. That worked out with Tyler Smith. Maybe it doesn't work out this time.
1: I will say this was the name that I was going to mention before we even got the news that (laughs) he could be a 30 visit because to me he checks a lot of boxes that the Cowboys like. Like Typically, Will McClay, that scouting staff, loves. Tackles that they can kick inside the guard. Check. Big school production. Check. Multiple years of experience. Check. Played multiple positions. Uh, I've got the the numbers right here. 27 starts at right tackle. 13 uh, starts at left tackle. Two starts at right guard. He's got NFL power. 333 pounds. Went to the Senior Bowl. Performed really well there. Maybe it shouldn't be surprising that the Cowboys have interest in him.
0: No, they shouldn't, it shouldn't be surprising that the Cowboys have interest. I think the surprising aspect for the Cowboys is the fit, you know, and, and, and just that it would be not only a move from tackle to guard, but right tackle to left guard, you know, so it's, it's, it's a big, you know, shift in your brain. So, um. Uh, yeah, I think as far as the player goes, he's incredible. You, you just throw on his tape versus Alabama, watch him shut down Will Anderson yeah. for four. Yeah.
1: So I, I will say the one thing the Cowboys have done a really good job of is not drafting just for one season. Right? Like yeah. for example, yeah. when they drafted Ceedee Lamb back in 2020, they already they just signed Amari Cooper to a big contract. Michael Gallup was just coming off the best year of his career. And they still took a round one receiver. I know it's it's a little crowded in the offensive line room right now, but just imagine what it could look like in twenty twenty four when Terrence Steele is a free agent, Tyron Smith's contract uh, expires, Tyler Biotish, his contract expires. Plus, we just don't never know with Zach Martin, right? Like he could retire at any point. So it looks crowded now. It could be wide open by 2024 2025 and maybe that's why right does make some sense here
0: yeah i mean that's i mean it certainly makes sense in the long-term planning aspect my concern is uh, once again are the cowboys misaligning where they're where they're going all in on right like you you get a brandon cooks you get a Stephon gilmore and only to potentially take a step back at the offensive line if you put a guy who hasn't played guard in two years in at left guard as your starter next year I, you know, I, I listen, I'm all for, and I'm not against Darnell Wright being drafted and put at left guard at all. I'm like, I want to be clear here, but there is a level of uncertainty and unknown that, again, I think that we are kind of brushing off and, 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 and looking past because, you know, rightfully because the Cowboys have done a better job of moving rightfully. these guys around these last few years, you know, it, 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 that. That That is part of it, but I think yeah. the other – but we have to keep in mind that that's still not an easy job, and there is a difference between asking Tyler Smith to p- squeeze into left guard from left tackle as opposed to going to the other side of the line yeah. and playing. That's closer to what uh, uh, Lael Collins had to deal with. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Lael Collins was a left tackle in college. Uh, ended up playing left guard, but but I, I think he you know, he kind of bounced back and forth a little bit, and and even then, Lail struggled early on to kind of get things going at left guard and kind of understand all the mm-hmm. footwork and hand placement and everything. So uh, there is there. I, I just want to kind of caution everyone: there's not like even though Darnell Wright is a first round talent, no doubt. Um, I, I think that there's there's not as much certainty. That you're going to get that high level play, especially early on at left guard, that you would at right tackle.
1: I, I will still say I would be surprised if the Cowboys picked him at 26. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's not the cleanest fits. Like we talk about uh, Steve Avila, the the yeah. TCU offensive yeah. line, that one just makes a lot more sense on paper, right? Because he played left guard last year, he's played center before. It's 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 easy to project him at the next level with the Cowboys. Not with Darnell Wright, but at the same time, I think Wright is widely, widely considered a better player.
0: That's you know? true.
1: Yeah. So yeah. how do you weigh those two things? I think that's what the, the Cowboys have to figure out. Let's talk about some uh, other potential surprises in round one for Dallas next. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before And if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, trying to figure out some of the problems that we're trying to figure out, like where would you line Darnell right up at? uh, You should give this game a try. It's not quite as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build an historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise, by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating players' salaries, terms, uh, you're going to go through free agency, draft, player personnel issues, uh, locker room issues, and all the ups and downs of the season, all of this in a challenging but realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked On Cowboy listeners will get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON, all in caps, in the game store. That is locked on, all in caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com uh, or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, Landon, let's uh, let's talk about some surprising picks the Cowboys could make in round one. Why don't you go ahead and go first?
0: All right, this is not so much a surprising player because the stock is is appropriate, and you know the position maybe uh, just because we talked about this, but we haven't talked about other defensive end prospects that could potentially be picks at twenty six uh it, it, this would be a situation where think Micah Parsons, right, where we didn't hear anything about Parsons Nothing. any interest about that it just kind of came out of nowhere. What if suddenly we get to twenty six and the Cowboys ran up and drafted Felix Anaduke Uzoma from yes. Kansas State? Just uh, watched this tape yesterday. I'm glad you brought him up. So he's a guy that you know. I, I mean, I watched a little bit, but the Cowboys just I just haven't heard a ton of interest here. You know, and, yes. and I know the Cowboys potentially met with them at the combine, but you know, I, he's a guy that that you know, wins with bend. He's the kind of pass rusher that this team would love, especially in the edge. He, he's athletic. He can run under, he can, uh, you know, uh, 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 set the edge on the, uh, on on uh, at the, in the run game. I think he's a guy that would come in and be sort of, I mean, honestly, I saw a lot of DeMarcus Lawrence in this game yeah. Yeah. Um, where I feel like he could bulk up and put another 10 pounds on and just be a huge power in. And he's not exactly a guy that, um, you know, is, is ready to kind of play that, uh, every down situation quite yet, but I, he has the bend and the athleticism, um, that I think that you, that if you put some more weight on him, you get him into a, 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 an NFL weight room with an, of the year on him, he'll be able to kind of potentially take a starting role down the road, down the road as, as the opposite end off of, of Parsons, I think. Yep. And, and I think right away he can come in and give you some, uh, some some pass rushing from the edge uh, and, and be you know so semi productive and just kind of as part of a rotation of what is already a very deep class. The reason it would be surprising is obviously the Cowboys have a lot here in stock, yeah. um, but I think as far as where the Cowboys pick and value goes, uh, he, he would be someone that would make sense on that on that realm. But would probably be surprising to a lot of Cowboys fans if his name was called at twenty six.
1: Yeah, we have not talked about him at all, but I don't think he's all that dissimilar to, like, Jermaine Johnson, who went in the first round last okay. year. That was getting a lot of top, like, 10, 15 buzz. Ended up falling to, like, pick 27 or 28 in that range. I I, I could see it. Um, if you just watch, like, his 10 best rushes, they're as good as anybody in this class. He runs can, under
0: the table, man. Like, oh, it's, my gosh, it's, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. Like, it's crazy.
1: So I think that's a good one. Um, now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Dallas would value him more than somebody like, let's say, Will McDonald. But yeah, he's quite a bit younger, and I I, I agree with you. I think he does have the frame. I think he measured in at like two fifty five at the combine or something. I think he could play at like 270 three years from now.
0: I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think he has some room to grow. Just if you look at his uh, body makeup as it stands right now. And, and again, I think the reason that it would be surprising is because of what we just talked about. We've talked so much about Nolan Smith being someone who could potentially fall. We talked about Will McDonald and, and the fact that, that Quinn went out and worked him out specifically. I, I think it's, you know, we are already kind of a little bit surprised that the Cowboys are potentially looking at defensive ends this early as it is. Yeah. I think it would be extra surprising if it, we got all thrown for a loop and it was an edge that was picked at 26, yeah. just not the one that we've been hearing about.
1: The the name for me that I want to talk about is Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback from Mississippi State. Um, Now the Cowboys met with him. It's just, it seems like we really haven't talked about corner as a spot the Cowboys could go in round one. We've been more interested in the Corey Trice, you know, in round three, and you know some of those type of guys. But maybe Dallas just looks at the cornerback situation like this. Trevon Diggs is going into the final year of his contract. Stephon Gilmore going into the final year of his contract. Jordan Lewis going into the final year of his contract. Who knows with Kelvin yep. Joseph and Nashawn, right? Like we're going into year three for both those guys. I, I wouldn't be shocked if one or both of those guys just didn't make the roster next year for whatever reason. And you draft somebody with outrageous SEC production, 14 <laughs> interceptions, uh he's got the size that they like right the hold on wow. he's got the wow. height that they like <laughs> yeah there <you> he's go. <laughs> got the length that they like 32 yeah. inch arms right and they just feel like hey we don't need him right now but let's kind of work him into the lineup see if we can get him up to 177 by the end of the year and by 2024 he's one of our starting outside corners
0: yeah, you you better start planning right now for your 2024 plans on how to defend the run on the edge, uh, because if What's if the Emmanuel run? Forbes That's, is out, I mean, they, they don't care. Yeah, because yeah, if if uh, if if Emmanuel Forbes is out there at, at corner, and, and Trayvon Diggs is out the opposite corner, they're going to run the football at these guys all day long. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, listen, I I we've we talked about Forbes uh, about his. Uh, shortcomings specifically on in, in the weight room. And I don't mean the lifting the, the yeah. weight room. I mean, in the room where he gets weighed uh, he, you know, look, it, it's everything about him except for that. Is, seems to be kind of chick checks all the boxes, right? I mean, he's a playmaker. He gets his hands on, on, on the balls, like at a rate that's, that's unprecedented for anyone else who's coming on the draft. Um, I, I do feel like it would be tough. I mean, again, to kind of, you almost are taking a red shirt corner, you know? You I mean, I think, I think he would, I think he would be obviously be able to play and, and come out of the field and, 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 you know, kind of rotate in in some nickel and dime situations, but I have a very, very hard time believing that he cracks the starting lineup. Well, I it, have a it, very,
1: and that's, what's so weird about it. Why it would be surprising is, yeah. can, you, can you think of the last first round pick that the Cowboys <laughs> have made that they really didn't pencil in as a starter as soon as they drafted him?
0: No. And and I don't know that they are interested in doing something like that. And that may be why you don't take, you know, Forbes at 26, even if he is there, because, you know, look, you get five years of this, I, I mean, with the first round pick with the fifth year option. But I mean, if he, he's not ready to play his first year. Then you're losing the cheapest year of that value, yep. and then you also, on top of that, are losing a year of evaluation as to whether you want to sign him for your fifth year option. So, I, you know, I, I can understand it's it's dicey, and I feel like if if you pull, try to pull something like this off, uh, you could end up really, really, you know, burning yourself because those first round picks, it, there's, it's not just that you you know, bust on the player; it's an opportunity cost that yes, you, yes, hundred percent. That's that's a big thing. Uh,
1: it, if it was me running the Cowboys, I probably just wouldn't consider Forbes in the first round. Not only because you have a lot of corners, but because there's some scary parts to him, right? Like he would be such yeah. a big outlier at the same time. We know how much Dan Quinn values turnovers and playmaking. And if you could get him up to 178, 179 and you have Diggs and Forbes and Gilmore as your three outside corners, yeah, i mean that's it's pretty good it's pretty yeah. good now you can match up with any team in the league when it comes to wide receivers it's it's fascinating uh later let's let's continue to run through some more potential surprises in round one next
2: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this off season look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
1: All right, we're back here, uh, Lena, talking about potential round one surprises for the Dallas Cowboys. You got another one?
0: Yeah, I mean, this this one is a pin throw name, and, and uh, I really hope that this is not the case. We have talked a little bit about this guy. Uh, we haven't had a lot of positive things to say, but if Keely Ringo ends up being the pick yeah. in 26, uh, I would be pretty upset. I, I, I do think that, you know, based on the combine and uh, not the combat his pro day numbers, which came in and kind of revealed a little bit more of what we see, on, at least what I see on tape, you know, he has some, some speed to him, but the athleticism is not uh, universal, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of in a very sort of siloed way. I just didn't see it with this guy. When I watched the tapes, the way tape, the way that I was expecting to, because I, you know, I remember Kilo Keeley Ringo previously watching him in the 2021 season, I felt like he was a pretty good player. I didn't see a ton of development here. I saw a very limited player. I think he can, um, I think he can, you know, get drafted and probably, you know, thrive as far as relative to his ceiling uh, in in the the Dan Quinn system. But I I guess my issue would be I, I feel like you could have easily gotten him later on in the draft or a 95% version of him two or three rounds yep. later in the draft. Yep. Just, that isn't named Keely Ringo, it doesn't have the name association with it. Uh, I this is a guy that I'm nervous just cuz you know you and, and, and like I said, he started he started to see his name drift down a little bit, but I am this is a guy that I'm nervous that the Cowboys are going to view as oh, he's just such a great fit and we don't know if he's going to last to 58. They feel like they have to pull the trigger he's just a guy that I I just don't see
1: it with. I I don't see it with either. The the one thing that I will say is he doesn't really hit their threshold that they like for outside cornerbacks, arm length. They usually like 32 or 32 and a half. He was 31 and a fourth. So I do wonder if that will kind of. Yeah, on top of that. 7213 cone that's like fourth, i mean yeah, but that's fourth. but that's how he plays right like that's Texas. what you see how he gotcha. plays i
0: mean he's a silo corner he's a cover 1 cover 3 corner like y- you don't want him chasing dig routes inside you know you want him running up the field with with speeder speedy receivers he can do that part yeah it, i
1: don't know uh all right, i got i got two more names for you before we go Let's hear it. Well, Let's hear it. one is Somewhat realistic, and the other one is just a total shot in the dark. So, we know last year that the Cowboys actually took a lower ranked player on their board in the first round, uh, because they passed on Louis who was they had a high grade on at safety. What if Brian Branch is there for mm-hmm. them at pick 26 right now in the consensus board? He's fallen a little bit, but he's around 20, 21, 22. What if the Cowboys? take brian branch who has gotten brave reviews from nick saban they look at their safety depth chart and while obviously we love it right now molly cooker uh his contract expires at the end of the year he's also not been the most durable uh safety J. ron curse his contract expires at the end of the year he was hurt all last year he's in his 30s now they look at brian branch as a Minka Fitzpatrick, level safety, who can play in the slot, who can play too high, who can play single high, and it's just too good of a player to pass up.
0: You know, I, I mean, I, I could see it. The the the, you know, obviously the fit for this year is is the difficult part because you've already <laughs> I mean, that room is very full. Um,
1: but at I, the same time, we've seen Dan Quinn yeah. use a lot of safety. So if the, if the goal is to have three safeties on the field all the time. He's a pretty good guy to move around and you can mix it and match him depending on the team.
0: I, I like, you know, I like the general fit of this player in Dan Quinn's system, uh, because I think he's versatile. You can use him in a lot of different ways. I think he can kind of straddle a little bit of the, uh, of the hooker and Wilson role, you know, do yep. a little bit of each if he needed to. Um, I, I again like I do feel like it's uh the re and I think the reason that it would be surprising is is because the 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 room is very full and yeah. I do think you're right that I think that Quinn would be able to find a way uh to you know leverage this player I question the resource allocation though because I, I it, you know I agree. It, it, and, and i and I think he's a guy that again matches value where you, the Cowboys are picking but I think and, and I think it would fit in the system but I think drafting a first round safety in general is uh and then on top of that you know you've got already several good players that you like here um and I I, I you know the first year fit they could make it work they like they yeah. could find a way he would get on the field like that's not the issue but I just think that it's
1: it's still safety, right? Yeah,
0: and it's still forcing it a lot, right? Yeah. It's for for a safety, which and, I feel unless
1: like... unless they just had a monster grade on him, like they yeah. just say, like, hey, this is a top ten player on our board. We're at twenty six. He's the only first round graded player. Let's take him. I I I wouldn't love it, but I think I could understand it a little bit.
0: I think I could understand it a little bit more if he was a little bit. Uh, more of an elite athlete, you know?
1: But he's probably not falling to you at that point, right? No,
0: no, that probably not. And and, and look, I love – I'm not knocking Branch. I I think he's an incredible player. I think he's one of these not quite as athletic, but he's so heady that it it makes up for it in a lot of ways kind of players. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're drafting a safety in the first round, like I need somebody with more athletic upside, especially if I'm having to kind of – ham fist him into my s- safeties room. I think that's, that's too yep. many hurdles to go over. To, uh, to I, I agree. All right, last
1: one. This this is the biggest reach of them all on the consensus board, on everything you look at. However, does fit a lot of things the Cowboys need. If the Cowboys are dead set on improving their interior defensive line room, what about Gervin Dexter from Florida? I know he's somebody we haven't talked about on this podcast yet, but 6'6", 320 pounds we're in a 488 8, 40 yard dash we know dan quinn has ties with florida uh i i i think he's really got a lot of a lot a long ways to go as a pass rusher as a run yeah. defender but there's not many guys that are that big and that athletic and there's just no way he makes it to you in a second round so has he you're... has he gotten off the snap yet from the last uh no, play that is no uh, that is, that no and that's the, that's the issue but Man, if you, if you want to take a risk and hope you're finding, like, the next Chris Jones, it might be him.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some Brian Breesey elements to this, right? Yeah. Where there's a ton of circumstance here. Uh, this is a guy that was incredibly well thought of coming out of high school. Uh, and just also just kind of, for whatever reason, didn't quite develop. Look, I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's Florida, so... I, 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 he, he i was gonna say florida state we've had problems with florida state, nah, florida state the, the defensive line problems that we've had florida's had some of the same issues though yeah that's true uh you know look i think that's extremely rich for uh for him you know and and i could see it simply because it could be one of those situations where you know and 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 the he seems like exactly the kind of guy that uh the that that teams are going to like a lot more than draft because they're going to have a lot more information on this guy than, than we do. Right. And they're going to kind of go, like we said, look back to, uh, to like, you know, high school numbers yeah. and, and and say, Hey, this is a guy that is a good player that, you know, was a good, everyone thought was a good player, you know, coming into college and, and just didn't have the, the kind of career that he thought. But I, I just think that Dexter to me at 26 is like, that's an extreme reach. I, just oh, I because agree. I, I, I don't even think the value is there. Like that, you need to take him at twenty six. Uh, look, I'll it, say this: I'll lump in Brian Breesy here because I don't know that I don't know that it would be surprising if Breesy was the pick. Yeah, necessarily, but I think in the sense that you, you, you're you're really. Really, really trusting your scouting department here. Yeah. You're really, yeah. really trusting your scouting. Not that we shouldn't. I mean, because we have a, a very good scouting department. But you're really, really taking a risk on a guy that doesn't have a lot of proven tape nope. that you can lean on to kind of feel good about. In fact, with Gervin Dexter, he's got a lot of bad tape. I, you know, it's I, most ne- of
1: it's bad. Yeah,
0: breezy at least you know he looks like a guy who has been dealing with a lot of stuff off the field and maybe looks tired or out of shape, which it it can be explained with circumstance with Dexter. You know, I don't, you better have a plan for what you're doing, especially in a one gap system for how you're going to improve by 2000% his get off because his get off is, is one of the worst I've seen a defensive tackle have. Uh, and and it's and you're going to ask him to, to kind of go into a one-gap system where that's the basis of his whole play? It's terrifying. That's, that's scary to me.
1: However, sure. he, here is his, the list, and this is why he's going to get defensive. drafted as high as he is. Here's the list of defensive tackles over 310 pounds yeah. that ran a sub-5-second 40-yard dash. Yeah. Don Terry Poe, Muhammad Wilkerson, Marcel Darius, Deron Payne, Jordan Davis. And that is the entire list. And every single one of those guys outside of Jordan Davis, who we just haven't seen enough yet, has been a good NFL player. That's it's, it's, I, it's I think he's going to be a top 40 pick despite his tape saying late day two, early day three with the Cowboys having a need of defensive tackle. I, it would, it would be surprising, but it's possible.
0: Well, look, I mean, here's the other part of this, right? Is that defensive tackle is notoriously incredibly difficult to develop. I mean, uh, so i he can't really blame florida necessarily for not getting this guy up to par the way he probably should have based on his you know high school rankings that sort of thing uh, yeah i mean look it defensive tackle is just it, it's just it's a difficult position to 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 feel like you're 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 uh you've got a sure thing when you draft it there's so many busts like the 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 bust road is littered with defensive tackles so
1: uh, yeah, and if you're if, a sure thing, you're going top five or six, right? Yep,
0: exactly. And, and even if you are, a, even if you are a sure thing, you may not go top five or six yeah. because the you know, whisper campaigns that are uh, yeah. having yeah, you wow. drive down. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, trade it for Jalen Carter. <laughs> the, if he falls out of top ten, trade up for Jalen Carter. I, I, I definitely would feel better about that than uh, than, than trying to Jackson. draft uh, yeah. get Dexter in the, in yeah. the top twenty six picks.
1: All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Please, please, please go uh, subscribe on YouTube. Watch us over there. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.